Terrence and Mike, the Sleeping Giants podcast. Let's go. What's going on, everybody? I want to welcome you to this week's episode of Terrence and Mike, the Sleeping Giants podcast, presented to you by Double ETV. Mike, what's going on, man? What's good, man? Hey, man, we just had Versus. We had Kara's one versus Big Daddy Kane. And, I, you know, I said at first I thought Kara's one, but it wouldn't shock me if Kane pulled it off. And I don't know, man. I really can't call it. I mean, of course, Kara's one had the energy. While on the other hand, Big Daddy Kane was very smooth. Um, you know, and some people thought maybe that Kara's one was a little bit too hype, while you had other people that was very impressed with Big Daddy Kane, how smooth he was and the breath control. Makes me kind of think about like Buster and like Spliff Star, how those two have the energy, and maybe if um you know Buster misses a word or gets too energized and Spliff is there. But the presence is just very dynamic to watch those two do a stage show. But then on the other hand, you got somebody like Common or Nas that's very smooth. So I guess it kind of goes based on like a taste preference. But what were your thoughts? Uh, for me, this was one of those where I didn't really care so much who the winner was. I thought it was a great moment for hip hop all around. Um, as we spoke, you know, before the verses went down. Uh, we talked about how KRS's energy would be a big factor for him. We talked about how Kane's uh, just rapping ability and the multiple styles would be a, a big factor for him, as well as uh, the element of surprise. And um, I think they both executed on all levels. I think uh, KRS, you know, his energy was exactly what we expected it to be. Uh, Kane did some incredible things with uh with the speed of his rapping uh and really showed you know that whole uh 120 beats per minute thing you know uh that's not something a lot of guys do or are able to do nowadays and he showed that you know that he's really one of the goats with that so uh and we had a lot of guest appearances uh Dallas Effect, Roxanne Shantae was there for a second uh Craig G, Nice mm-hmm. Smooth, Master A. Uh, Mad Lion, Buckshot, so we yeah. got So all in all, I thought it was just you know a great moment, great moment for hip hop, and they both show you know why they deserve to be on that stage and why they're considered hip hip hop legends. And what you said is very true, man. Like, forget a winner, hip hop won. So it was great to see both guys get busy, both guys get their flowers, and coming off of what Jada Kiss had just did. Um, with the locks versus dip set. And now with this one, um, they got to come, you know, like the one that's following this is going to have to really be over the top. They can't come with anything mediocre because of what we just saw for sure. Hopefully we get that Buster versus Mystic. That'd be nice. KRS-One, yeah. he was talking real spicy, you know, about that these guys are his sons and how, how you wanted to smoke, basically. So, yeah, man, it was a very uh, dynamic and electrifying night for sure the whole night was just electric man and i'm sure in the building it was even more electric than it was you know witnessing it from uh from the phone or on the computer or whatever mm-hmm. area so yeah i just i was i loved it i thought it was a great moment for hip-hop and uh look forward to seeing you know more from kane and uh krs in the near future versus man yeah. it's like krs one is Back in the studio, man, I saw him drop a, a brand new verse. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I saw that. Uh, I definitely feel like he's still riding the um, the momentum and the energy from the verses. And uh, I think that's a great thing, you know. I'm not sure exactly if he's uh, planning on dropping a project or if he's mm-hmm. just getting in, you know, for a couple of singles or whatnot. But uh, right. I just heard the verse, uh, you know, on the video. It was pretty cool. Uh Definitely looking forward to seeing, you know, what he has in store for the future. But I and I think it's smart, you know, to capitalize on the moment. I mean, for those people who may not be very familiar with KRS or his music to 
to capitalize on that moment, I thought was a, was a very smart idea. So, you know, right. you know, yeah, we look forward to seeing what he comes out with. I saw, uh, obviously, that particular verse, and uh, I remember doing the verses. They talked about uh, doing a tour together. Um, and then, if I'm not mistaken, I think... Jazzy Jeff and a couple of other guys, yeah. And then, and then also, you had the locks and Dipset talking about touring together, so... It's real dope for both of these artists to uh, take this opportunity and do something with it. Absolutely. Because I never got a chance to see either guy live, and I would love to be a part of the tour and, and check it out. I think it'd be uh, fantastic. All right, man, we'll transition to the world of battle rap. We got King Los versus DNA. Uh, what are your thoughts and your reaction when you saw it? Well, I saw, that, uh, I saw the flyer with both of their faces on it. Uh, so we know this is coming soon. I don't think there's an exact date for it right now, but uh, you know, uh, at the last uh, battle when King Los had uh, uh, the battle with Daylight, there was a lot of uh, subliminal thrown at DNA in his uh, in some of his verses. So I'm not surprised that this is happening. Honestly, they kind of been going back and forth, uh, you know. So. I'm I'm really not surprised that this is happening. I'm kind of surprised that it happened as quickly as it did and that we already got a flyer. But, uh, mm. you know, I think it's going to be a good battle. Uh, if I was to go ahead and pick a, a winner, I would probably say Los 2-1. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. Uh, my mind would say Los also. But I remember watching a live once. We had DNA and Los. Uh, I think two other guys were on it, and uh, I'm not going to say it got heated, but it was like a little spicy or whatever. Uh, but it should be interesting, but definitely I'm going with King Lowe's, but DNA is definitely not somebody to uh, sleep on. You got to be prepared for him as well. Absolutely. I mean, he's a legend in the game, and, you know, uh, I want to say over 180-some battles, you know. Mm. Uh, you know, his resume speaks for itself. So. Right. Not asleep on DNA. I do, however, feel that Los is a, a, a different kind of monster, especially yeah. uh, when it comes to what he can do lyrically. But, you know, I'm not asleep on DNA. I definitely think he can get around. And, you know, mm -hmm. it really just you know, how motivated he is for this battle. And with the back and forth, I would not be surprised if he's motivated. So we may see, you know, a rejuvenation of, of DNA, you know, yeah. maybe back to. Uh, we get a, uh, you know how they talk about uh, the gray hoodie looks. Maybe we'll get, you know, the nice gun bar uh, DNA for the uh, Yeah. Hey, man, what's up with Los with the uh, Internet Boyfriend album? He was supposed to drop that months ago, and I still haven't seen any updates about it. Los, you know, he drops a lot of singles, and uh, he does so many freestyles and all of these different things, you know, uh, plus his mixtapes as well, so... Uh, I don't know. Maybe, you know, he just didn't feel like the time was right uh, for it or it's possible he could still be working on it. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if we see that early next year or, or possibly even before the end of the year. Yeah, I, mean, I remember the last pod, uh, a big portion of it. We talked about uh, rappers doing good in the community. And look, man, we got Common back again. We got Common and Chance the Rapper. They are collaborating for advocating for parole law reform what were your immediate thoughts when you saw it uh well i mean obviously it's in the state of illinois where they're both from and uh from what i understand uh inmates are only eligible for parole after serving 20 years behind bars and that's the current law that uh that they're actually trying or considering with this bill 2333 and mm -hmm. that's what the Common and Chance are uh, talking about. So what they're doing, they're advocating for uh, for a change in the uh, parole system. From what I see, uh, discretionary parole ended in uh, 1978 in Illinois. So they are pushing to have this bill. Uh, well, they're opposed to the bill, but what they're pushing for is to have a reform of the parole system and, and the way that it's set up. They, they're pushing for that. So, like you said, shout out to them, and we hope that uh, we see some progress on that. 
All right, man. Next up, we got Raekwon, the chef, man. He is dropping his own ice cream. Uh, I think it's dope, man. I think it's dope anytime you have rappers who are known for something already and they can just eat off of it. We got, obviously, you got Nas, who we also refer to as like Escobar, and he has the Escobar cigars. And now we got Raekwon with his own ice cream. I think it's dope anytime that people can take what they're known for and just maximize uh, maximize off of that and be able to create generational wealth with their family and for them to eat on, man, for sure. I love it. Uh, you know, I think uh, obviously, you know, the Wu-Tang Clan are faithful in hip-hop, you know, Raekwon being one of the members, you know, he obviously is a faithful himself. Uh, to talk a little bit about the ice cream bar itself, it uh, consists of French vanilla and butter pecan butter pecan ice creams, I'm sorry, and a chocolate uh, shell with caramel sundae coating. And uh, for those of you uh, who are hip-hop historians, obviously you'll know that Raekwon had an ice cream song, a song called Ice Cream. There was a music video, and um, there were were also uh, T-shirts that were worn in the music video. And from what I saw from the rapper, it is very similar to... uh, the t-shirts that were worn in the video. So it's kind of like a nod, you know, to a uh, hip hop history, but uh, also something like you said, that Raekwon is branching out on, giving himself a, a, a opportunity to, you know, expand his brand. So I think it's dope. Yeah, man. You know, it's just a blessing to see all those guys still active. I sent you some uh, earlier article about Ghostface Killer and, you know, you still got Method Man who's acting. You got the RZA who's acting and directing as well. And, you know, it's just a blessing to see those guys still active and still getting busy like it was the 90s all over again. Uh, and what's funny is uh, we're going to cover that MF Doom album later in the pod. And uh, uh, Zarface actually consists of uh, 7L and Esoteric and Inspector Deck from the Wu-Tang Clan. So, yeah, we were yeah. going to talk some of Dex versus from uh, the Zarface album later. So, yeah, like you said, everybody's doing their thing, you know, whether it's music or on the production side or marketing mm-hmm. and merch, like everybody's still out there, still eating, still, you know, being relevant. So I think it's dope. Yeah, man. And speaking of the RZA, we got the RZA and King James, uh, LeBron, those two are collaborating on an app for meditation. Uh, I didn't know what what it was at first when I saw the picture of LeBron and the RZA, but I was definitely interested and definitely thought, oh, man, those two guys doing something that's going to be amazing. So what were your thoughts when you saw the article? This article, so um, yeah. from what I understand, uh, there's a story called King of the Sleeping City that's going to be uh, narrated completely by LeBron, and RZA basically scored mm-hmm. uh, the the story. So I think that in itself, you know, as you said, RZA is a legendary producer. Oh, yeah. as well. So it's just dope to see two legends in two different lanes collaborating Mm -hmm. on positive, you know, for people. So I thought that that was dope. And uh, look forward Mm -hmm. to seeing what else, you know. I'm sure this uh, won't be the only thing that that LeBron or RZA have to do with the app. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what else, you know. They come up with and looking forward to uh, getting the chance to check out King of the Sleeping City as well. Yeah, man. I think uh, I think it's a dope idea. I know LeBron going to all the finals that he went to. He would like read books, um, do a lot of like meditation and things of that nature to uh, kind of keep his mind reset and sharp to endure all the mileage and the just the moment. Uh and then myself being a content creator, you're always working on stuff, staying up late, always thinking of ideas. Sometimes it's hard to shut the mind down. So I definitely look forward to checking out that app and see what nuggets I can pull. That'll be uh, helpful for myself to uh, keep the mind sharp for sure. All right, man. Next up, we got NBA Youngboy, man. Seems like he's about to get released early. What were your immediate thoughts when you saw the article and heard the news? Uh, uh, so the story... Uh, from what I read, he's reportedly been released from prison on bond, and he's uh, been ordered to stay in Utah and basically un- basically under house arrest. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
for those of you who may not know, uh, he was arrested uh, in September of 2020 on drugs and weapons charges. Mm. But uh, I think the reason why he was uh, released on bail is because there were some inconsistencies in uh, the police report and what was said that he did. Uh, mm. From what I read, the cop who apprehended him said that he was doing 80 to 90 miles per hour, but uh, the police report, or I'm sorry, the police report said he was doing 80 to 90 miles per hour when he was apprehended, but the cop who apprehended him said he was only doing 45 miles per hour. So there seemed to be some inconsistencies, and um, but regardless of whatever the reason is, we're glad that he's out, you know. Um, he's only allowed to uh, visit with family right now, which is probably best. Mm-hmm. You know, hopefully, you know, his whole situation can be figured out. And, um, you know, we extend our thoughts and then prayers to him and his family. And mm-hmm. hopefully you know, he can definitely come out on this, uh, come out of this situation, you know, in a positive, uh, in a positive way. Man, next up, bro, we got Big Sean going to the L.A. Leakers. To do a freestyle, man, uh, it's crazy. Uh, Sean snapped. Uh, it was dope. Uh, three different beats. Uh, I know one was a Drake beat, one was a Kanye beat. I think that was Hurricane. Yeah. He rapped on Dear Summer as well at the very beginning. Uh, you know, uh, had some tidbits of knowledge in there. Talked about the Tuskegee experiment. Mm. Uh, I like how he switched his flow up at the end. And, uh, Personal favorite of ours, Hit Boy, was there with him. So, you know, that was dope to see. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he snapped. He did the same about an eight, nearly nine-minute freestyle. Uh, and, yeah, L.A. Leakers, we talked about it several times. It's like, I don't know what they do to get these amazing freestyles from these guys, but it seems like they just, you know, have the market on that right now. It's like everybody comes to L.A. Leakers and they give them their best. So, yeah. you know, shout- to them and uh shout out to sean uh we'll talk about him a little bit more later in the show and uh mm-hmm. but i really enjoyed it what do you think oh yeah i mean it's fire man but i mean that's what the la leakers are known for i have shape 45 um you know the apps i'm always listening to it and the mixes that they do the artists always come up there and get busy and uh sean was nice man you know it's great to see sean uh, to do what he does. I mean, being in the same city as Eminem and Royce the Five Nine, and he makes different music than they make, but he definitely holds his own and definitely delivers and does a great job. So, uh, you know, we got a couple more months left, man. So I'm sure the LA Lakers are going to get some more uh, great freestyles before the year is out. And I'm sure 2022 is going to be nice as well. Absolutely. All right, man. It took us weeks to talk about this topic here, but. What's going on with Meek Mill and all the pushback that he's getting about the album cover? Uh, there was a video that popped up online a week or so ago of the man walking around the bus. Uh, this bus happened to be uh, basically Meek Mill's album cover mm. on uh, public transportation. Um, and from what I understand, it's in many other places, billboards. Uh, I think it's even on, on a boat in Miami mm-hmm. and some other like that so uh the there was a lot of uh like you said uh pushback on the images though from the album cover right uh, some just the depictions of black women and their bodies and uh, a lot of people thought that it was inappropriate to be put in a public forum like that which i agree to a certain extent but uh at the same time i look at you know the marketing dollars that went into this and you know, people had to sign off on this. Like somebody in the, uh, you know, the transportation department or whatnot had to sign off on that. So, you know, I don't know. We all know money talks and, and you know, money makes the world go round. But uh-huh. in specific situation, I think there should have been better uh, judgment on someone's part, whether it be me or his uh or his team or or the people who were responsible for, you know, allowing it to be on public transportation and things of that matter. But uh, overall, you know, uh, I think the video 
with the man really sparked a lot of this controversy right. and really a lot of uh, pushback <laughs> or anger over the album cover when it was initially dropped. Yeah. But I mean, it changed when you're walking down the street and you see it on the city bus. So I get it. Yeah. And for Meek, I guess for him, to some extent, it was like a win because a lot of times when artists do things, to get people just to talk about it, whether it's positive or in a negative way, you're still talking about it and it's still newsworthy. And uh, so to some extent, it's like a win for him. Um, I don't know if the album was well received by fans, probably the way that Meek wanted, but nevertheless, it's still, people are still talking about it as far as uh, with the album cover. And you even take somebody like Lil Nas X, what he does with the videos and things of that nature, you know, people are going to talk about it. So I think sometimes artists push the envelope just to get the reaction, whether it's positive or negative. Saw some people with the comments that they thought the message was great, but not necessarily the messenger, meaning like, who are you to talk about what's uh, in the best interest of black women's bodies? Um, but you know, nevertheless, it is what it is, man. This next story here is crazy, man. We already had something kind of similar to this a couple weeks ago, but, uh, you know, what's going on with Blueface? Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So Blueface is, uh, mom and stepdad, uh, well, his stepdad was attacked in a home invasion. Um, this happened within the past couple of days. Uh, basically what happened was they were at home. Uh, around midnight, they heard a noise downstairs, went down there, saw that the window was broken, so they called the cop. Cop showed up, uh, did a police report, and hours later, two men returned, possibly the same men who were there the first time, and um, they actually entered the house this time. So uh, Blueface's stepdad went downstairs to check and see what was going on and ended up getting into an altercation with the two men. He uh, was hit with some type of object, suffered a concussion, and uh, had to get 10 stitches above his left eye. But I've heard uh, from the article that I read, he is recovering. But uh, definitely a scary situation. Uh, authorities think that whoever it was was looking for Blueface himself. Uh, who knows, you know, why or, or what the scenario is behind that. But at the same time, you know, we definitely are thinking about Blueface's mom and stepdad. We have them in our thoughts and prayers. Uh, Blueface as well. And, you know, this it's a, just a terrible situation. You know, you never want to see something like that happen to anybody, you know. But it's real. As you said, well, we just covered, you know, the story with Hitman. You mm -hmm. know, lots of often. And especially, you know, it can happen to a regular person. But when you wow. have that... You know, it's almost like a target on your back. So yeah, man. You know, this is crazy. I mean, we already had a similar situation not too long ago with Lil Durk. Uh, I remember Benny had an incident. So to some extent, you almost understand why some of these guys sometimes get arrested for having guns and stuff. But what do you want them to do, man? I mean, they gotta protect themselves. Please preach, bro. I understand why these guys carry guns. I yeah. get it. Yeah, man, it's crazy, you know, because people probably assume sometimes when they try to break into the house that there's cash and jewelry and, quote unquote, the streets got to eat. So, uh, you know, it's, it's a crazy um, situation, man. So our thoughts and prayers are with Blueface and his family, for sure. Oh, boy, this next story, man. Man, what's going on with uh, Bootsy Badass and uh, Lil Nas X? They're going to keep doing this back and forth thing? Or what's going on with that whole circumstance with those two now and okay so um i'm not sure exactly when this whole thing started yeah or yesterday well yesterday being october 23rd uh i'm not sure exactly when how this whole thing started what i saw was that Lil Nas X had went to his ig said that him and boosie have a song coming out and it's on fire Boosie uh, did not like this and responded with a series of tweets. Uh, one specifically, though, oh, I'm sorry, one specific treat, uh, tweet that definitely uh, landed him in some uh, issues with uh, Twitter's official usage, uh, usage policy. And um, 
you can go to a uh, hip hop dot uh, hip hop DX or one of you know those hip hop sites and check it out. Uh, the tweets are up there. You can see exactly what was said. We won't get into the full details of the tweets he did film though. That uh, if he committed suicide, that the world would be a much better place. And mm. you know, uh, obviously, Boosie has for a while had a problem with uh, Lil Nas X, the way that he carries himself, mm. and uh, some of the things that uh, he talks about and and does, you know, within his show and his in his music. Uh, mm. For me personally, you know, I just I really just want Boosie or Boosie to just to stop talking about him. Honestly, mm. I feel like it's doing more of a harm to him and his brand than it is, you know, than it is really to anything else, to Little mm. Nas X or, or, or anything like that. I just mm. feel like, you know, and I just feel like at the end, he just comes out looking bad. That's my biggest thing, especially after the last tweet, you know, that's pretty much gone viral. There's all kinds of tweets of people, you know, clowning them and making jokes and stuff. And I know he doesn't care at the end of the day, but my thing is, you know, the more you mention his name, the more his name becomes synonymous with yours. And if that's not what you want, then it would be smart to just not address it anymore. So, yeah, you know, it's interesting. Um, But that's the thing about Bootsy, whether people like him or not. He's going to speak his mind and, you know, he already caught a lot of flack for everything with uh, Dwayne Wade and Dwayne's child and and maybe Bootsy just, hey, I'm going to stand 10 toes down and I'm not going to back down. But, you know, and then, you know, how he's going to be labeled, like he's always attacking the LGBT plus community or whatever. But, you know, Bootsy is going to stand on his principles, man. So I guess it is what it is. And I agree, you know, just. But sometimes, you know, it's a lot easier to put it down than it is to double down. That's all I'm going to say. Album reviews, man. We got another good week, man. Uh, very excited about this MF Doom project. Uh, I'll let you start it off, man. What were your immediate thoughts? Okay. Uh, so, yeah, MF Doom, Zarface. Uh, as I stated earlier, Zarface is consisted of 7L and Esoteric. Uh, also, Inspect the Deck. And the album is Super What for me, um, and and let me go ahead and preface this by saying this: you know, uh, this is a straight hip hop album. So if you're not a hip hop head, if you're not into you know just hardcore hip hop stuff, this probably won't be the album for you. But if you are, then I think you will enjoy this uh, project a lot. Uh, I personally enjoyed it a lot. For me, uh, standouts were Zarwin's theory of people getting down. Mando Calrissian, which is a, a nod to a Star Wars and allusion to Star Wars for the Star Wars fans out there. Um, Jason and the Zargonaut, uh, Breaking the Action. This is canon now. It's probably one of my favorite tracks. I really enjoyed all of the uh, Marvel, DC comic book schemes and uh, and analogies. Uh, something about... Uh, I heard rhymes about Daredevil, uh, the Silver Surfer, Man of Steel, all kinds of stuff. I thought that was incredibly dope. I don't know if you can see it. That's that's what's on my phone right now. The song you just oh. mentioned. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Probably my favorite song on the album, just because of all of the uh, the allusions and uh, the metaphors and different things like that. Uh, yeah. Post strike was also dope. And the last track I thought was dope too, Young Word. Yeah, man, you know, listening to the project, it just hurt, man, because uh, obviously just watching the verses, I think Kara is one, if I'm not mistaken, maybe like 55 and 56 and losing MF Doom, he was 49. So obviously the guy still had another probably 10 years worth of music in him, man. So listening to the project just made me miss him and and just uh, hate that you know his life got cut, got cut short, man. Because he still had more left in the tank for sure. And I mean, such an incredible lyricist. Uh, just, uh, I mean, there's a video online. Most Def is a fan of Doom. Just watch that video if you've never heard of MF Doom, and just watch Most Def, one of the greatest 
hip hop lyricist of all time geeking out over how dope MF Doom is. So yeah, that that'll tell you what it is right there. Yeah, man, I definitely um man, you know, the project is great, man. And you know, may he rest in peace and uh thoughts and prayers with his family and um it's a great project, man. But you know, his music is gonna live on, his legacy lives on, and MF Doom is definitely a legend for sure. Uh 7 L, Esoteric, and Fake the Deck as well. Uh yeah. Esoteric had a lot of those bars on that uh This is Canon track. So yeah, a lot of those rhymes were esoteric. And so, yeah. yeah, shout out to them, shout out to Deck, you know, yeah. Then next up we got Don Tolliver, The Life of a Don. Um, yeah, I was looking forward to this project, man. He's like the new hook guy. And what I mean by that, uh, there was a time back in the 90s and 2000s, everybody wanted a hook from Nate Dogg. And then time uh, transitioned where everybody got a hot hook from Akon. And then it went to T-Pain. And now if you want a hot hook for your song, you got to get Don Tolliver on it. But I was definitely looking forward to this project. Uh, some songs that stood out to me is like Flocky Flocky. Uh, double standards, what you need, um, crossfaded, bogus, and not let, let me forget about 2 a.m. That's probably my favorite record on the entire project. But uh, yeah, he, he did a great job, man. He definitely put a lot of thought into it. Uh, I love the melodies, uh, song choices, and the way the album was structured. He did a he did a great job on it. And we were just talking about MF Doom, how he had the song, the the King and I. So I like it when artists put like thought into what they're doing. And uh, I could definitely see Don Tolliver doing some similar things on this project. He did a great job. Yeah, I thought it was dope too. Um, highlights for me, uh, Five Times, uh, Way Bigger, Flocky Flocky with Travis, like you said. Uh, what You Need was dope, super dope. Uh, Drugs and Hella Memories with Cali uh, Ucas was dope to me. I love Cali Ucas. Uh, 2AM was fire, mm -hmm. cross-faded, bogus, and I like to escape as well. Yeah. So, yeah, all in all, you know, like you said, Dope Hook, you know, uh, had, you know, the star power on there with uh, with some features. Uh, I think Travis was on there twice, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Yeah, he was. Uh, song called You. So, this was my first, uh, not sure if this is his first solo project, but it was my first Don Tolliver album. So, you yeah. know. Definitely uh, look forward to hearing more from him in the future. And like you said, he's definitely, you know, that he, he appears to definitely be that guy right mm. now. When it, him and uh, Ty Dolla Sign, I would probably say, is another one who's very uh, well known for the hook. So, yeah. Don Tolliver has done something. Uh, him and Corday have done something that I desire to do. Both guys have collaborated with Nas and Eminem. So, you know, shout out to both guys, man, uh, for doing that. It's a big accomplishment in their careers. Man, I ain't gonna lie, man. This next this next album kind of shocked me, man, because I've, uh, you know, definitely you hear the guy's music everywhere, and I've heard a lot of his singles, but I've never taken time out to listen to, like, an entire project. But got Young Thug with Punk, man. I'm not gonna lie. I was very uh, impressed with the project. Thought he did a good job. Some songs to stand out is Die Slow, uh, Contagious, yeah, yeah, yeah. Scoliosis. Uh, dropping jewels. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, hate the game. So he did a great job. And uh, I thought the first song, especially uh, Die Slow, uh, I like that one because I, I enjoyed how transparent he was on it. Uh, what are your thoughts about the project? Um, yeah, uh, you had mentioned the Die Slow record and his uh, transparency on that record. Yeah, it was Definitely crazy transparent. He talked about uh his mom being shot and uh mm -hmm. also some woman like running over his mom with a car and her having a stroke, like just a bunch of stuff, you know, that his mom had been through. So, you know, like you said, the tra transparency was, you know, unbelievable. And, you know, just to hear some of the things that she'd been through was, right. was unbelievable. So uh a shout out to young uh, mom. Uh mm -hmm. stress with J. Cole Fire. Uh, real recognized with Gunner Fire. I really enjoyed peeping out the window with Future and Beach Lime, one mm -hmm. of the um, better hooks of the album. I thought um, living it up with Juice World was cool as well. Uh, Insure my wrist, probably 
one of my favorite songs from the project. Uh, this was dope. Bubbly had uh, Drake and Travis Scott, so you already know that's going to be one of the bigger songs. I really enjoyed Dropping Jewels, as you uh, alluded to earlier. Uh, Fifth Day Dead, I thought was interesting as well. Uh, Hate the Game. And uh, the last track, The uh, Day Before with Mac Miller, did not mm. see a Mac Miller and Young Thug feature ever. I never thought that would ever happen. And uh, I really liked uh, what they both did on the track. I thought it was dope. Mm. Uh, mm. You know, shout out to Thug. It was just my first uh, full Young Thug project. But I was actually thoroughly impressed. I did not expect to like nearly as many songs as I did. And mm. um. And he, you know, showed a level of relatability, I feel like, that I haven't really received from him uh, on the more popular record. So it showed me a different side of him. So I thought that yeah. was cool. Yeah, man. Uh, what did you think about the Icy Hot record with Doja Cat? Uh, that was one of my least favorites. Uh, <sighs> and this is, you know, the second time that... Uh, that this has happened. I think we spoke on this with Lil Nas X's album. Um, mm. When I saw, you know, Doja Cat, I'm thinking, okay, this has the potential to be one of those mm. huge, like, tracks of the year type, you know, scenarios. And, I mean, I wasn't really a fan. I mean, it was okay, you know, mm. but, uh, and maybe, you know, based on, you know, because I'm, I know a decent amount of Doja Cat's music, so maybe because of that, I, uh, expected it to be better than what it was or maybe it mm. just didn't hit for me but um mm. you know as for as you noticed i didn't mention it in my highlights so yeah right right <laughs> yeah that's why i asked personally yeah would you yeah 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 i, I agree it, it was all right uh but i would give thug his props man because um he showed a lot of growth and and he put his heart on, on his sleeve um I was like the I like the choices he made from a production standpoint. Like, you know, it wasn't everything wasn't trappity. Uh he had like some like kind of I don't use the word like tear jerkers, but kind of like some type of like records you can tell like he's expressing his pain and stuff like that. So yeah, man. I mean I, I liked it, man. It it definitely makes me want to like probably go back and listen to some of his other projects or whatever. Yeah, for sure. Um, bro, this IDK man. Okay, talk about it. Talk about it. Classic word. Classic. <laughs> Classic. Hey, Classic. IDK will be glad to hear that. Hopefully, he checks Classic. off all that one day. He'll be glad to hear that. Classic. I mean, I don't even know who he is. To be honest, but I've never listened to IDK before. Never even. Uh, that's my first time even being introduced to him. Classic. I, I, I mean, I have no complaints. I mean, from start to bottom, I ain't gonna lie, man. Like, I'm not saying he's trying to do this, but but he almost kind of reminds me of like Kanye a little bit, like a young Kanye. You know, like the flow and 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 what he's doing, man. But I love this album. I mean, I'm serious, like. Uh, I think he deserves to be uh, nominated for a Grammy. Like, I think is that good. Like, um, he definitely, you know, I know we haven't done like album reviews in a while, but somebody's got to get tossed out, man. IDK's got to go in there, man. I, I like this album a, a lot. Um, you know, standout tracks for me, uh, Santa Monica Boulevard, uh, our thug is on here. Yeah, he had, got the track with Young Thug. Uh, Shoot my shot with Offset. Uh, Red is a big one, man, with Jay Electronica. Cause I was listening, I was like, man, it's Jay Electronica. Like that song there, Red, Westside and MF Doom is crazy. Uh, Puerto Rico. Uh, I like Keto a lot. Uh, 1995. At first, I was almost kind of like. I don't know, this may be my least favorite, but then I started listening to it. I shoot my shot like Jordan 95. I was like, okay, I get it. And then like the Peloton, but when that record came on, I was like, okay, he's just showing out now. Like, I like that one a lot. Hey, auntie. It, I, I, I ain't going to take take up the whole segment, but it's fire, man. It's fire. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, 
as a, somebody who's been listening to uh, to IDK for probably say about four years, maybe five now, mm. you know, I'm glad to hear uh, the praise from you for the album because I felt very, very similar. I felt like uh, it was one of the most well put together projects I've heard all year. Sonically, it had some of everything for everyone. Uh, lyrically, I felt like he. Uh, did a lot of things that were very uh what's the word I'm looking for? I feel like he's a very uh forward thinker, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. I don't you know, I feel like some people kind of get stuck, you know, conforming to what they think is hot or doing mm-hmm. things based on what they think, you know, people will like. But I feel like he doesn't care about anything he, or any of that. He just does mm-hmm. what feels right to him and what you know he wants and, and he attacks it and he is a uh, very strategic and i feel like he executed nearly flawlessly on this album um uh and for those of you who don't know uh he used to go by jidk idk stands for ignorantly delivering knowledge so there is a uh message behind a lot of this stuff as well uh santa monica boulevard dogs don't lie uh, Prada Bang featuring Young Thug, Shoot My Shot featuring Offset, Red with Westside Gun, MS Doom, J Electronica, Puerto Rico with Lucky Day. Uh, even though it's very short, I like Temporary Love with Sir, uh, 1995, Peloton, Hey Auntie had Slick Rick on it, uh, Cry in Church had Seven Streeter with a prayer at the end by DMX, mm-hmm. and like just enclosure really brought the whole album together because you understand exactly what he was doing. He's telling the story. I, I mean, you know, he had an album um, that came out, uh, I want to say 2020. It was called uh, Is He Real? Mm. And uh, this was supposed to be kind of a sequel to Is He Real? So, um, And I enjoy Is He Real? I thought it was one of the better albums of 2020. So, or may have been 2019 i can't remember but 2020 whatever it was i thought it was one of the better albums that yeah. year um so yeah this is the follow-up and i thought he did a great job yeah it's fire man um i don't throw that word around loosely but i was like listening to it. i was like dang man like this dude like delivered man and uh you know like he probably don't have you know the budget of uh, Kanye or some of these guys. So, you know, Mike Dean probably didn't mix it and all this kind of stuff. But for, but what he has access to resource-wise, like, he, he shot his shot, man. Like, he he did his thing on it, man. So uh, I definitely look forward to uh, learning more about IDK and, and listening to more of his music, man. But you see for yourself, it's fire, man. And I love, before we leave him, I love, you know, that he's, He's a uh, very uh. We were talking about the the relatability in Young Thug's album. What mm-hmm. I love about him is, uh, he shows so much uh vulnerability. He shows so much of uh his experience through his music, and like a lot of these, their songs, you know, that just sound like songs, and then you'll get hit with like a really deep, you know, thought or a deep message. Within that song, hey, Auntie is one of them. So, you know, um, yeah, I just, I love what he does, you know, and I think he definitely deserves a lot more attention. So, shout out to IDK. Yeah. And, man, you had did an album reviews. I think it was the last show. Uh, I thought uh, Marlon Craft was, like, my favorite album out of all that we went through last time. And so... It's crazy because if you look at Marlon Kraft's album cover, you look at IDK's album cover, you may be in your mind thinking, what am I, what, what am I about to listen to? And you turn it on, it's like, oh, man, wow. So shout out to those guys, man. Like, they may not have, like, the most standout album covers in the world, but, man, the, the album projects are fire, man. Yes, thanks. Just don't yeah. tell you, a, 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 you know, we talked about Nick Mill's cover and we talked about yeah. uh, the... Be cover like you know, just goes to show you you can't always judge uh, an album by its cover. <laughs> facts, 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 facts. Uh, last one, man. We got Conway the Machine. If it bleeds, it can be killed. What, what were your thoughts on this one, bro? This was so fire, man. <laughs> like, Conway, man, like 
does this dude ever run out of verses? Like, <laughs> bro, almost like my highlights is every song on the album. Like, <laughs> the only one um, there was one, uh, and it's the only reason I think it's like highly praised was the name of it, and the only reason that I didn't include it in my highlights was just because uh, the beat was kind of slower and it kind of was a difficult uh, difficult to catch his flow as, as far as what he was trying to do with his flow on that one. But mm. uh, after a couple of listens, I even, you know, saw that. But man, for me, uh, Commencement, I, I love their opening track. Tim, Westside, Benny, they always do something really interesting or, or thought-provoking with their opening track. So I thought that, that was dope. Uh, Jay Batters, Fire, Way uh, way We Move, Fire, Kill All Rats with Ransom, Ransom Fast, uh, Rome Streets was Fire as well, uh, Toast, probably one of my favorite records on the album, uh, Losses to Blessing, Sons of King featuring uh, Knowledge the Pirate, and Red Beans, another one of my favorite records uh, from the album, and Forever Ago. So, yeah, I mean, this is a 10-track project, and I just named off nine songs. So, yeah, it's fire. Yeah, I, I like it too, man. Uh, no complaints, man. Uh, I co-signed everything you said. It's a great project. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's just, um, you know, he's just, uh, it ain't even fair. You know what I'm saying? He's def definitely in his bag. Uh, I'm looking forward to the uh, project that he's got coming out um, on Shady Records. Yeah, man. I mean, Conway's just uh, who knows what they got cooking up for 2022, man. They, they already probably in the lab knocking out verses, getting that thing right. So, yeah, I, I co-sign everything you said, man. Well, I'm starting to see why he calls himself Conway the Machine because the way they pumping these albums out, it's looking machine-like, almost yeah. robotic. Yeah, hey, facts, I man. Yeah, facts, man. Facts, facts. Uh, we got new music of the week, man. Uh, I'm happy for this first one, man. Uh, Mount Westmore, Snoop Dogg, E-40, Too Short, and Ice Cube. Uh, got the new joint out, Big Sub Buffer. Uh, dope video. Uh, yeah, it's just good to see, man. It's like a celebration of these four legends and coming together and just getting busy, man. So, yeah, I look forward to, to the album. Uh, hoping, and I know DJ Battlecat's got to have some involvement in it on the production side, but I, I look forward to it, man. Uh, I look, if this is like any indication of what the album's going to look like, man, I think we in for a good one. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I enjoyed the track, too. I thought, uh, I love, it was so good to hear Cube rapping again, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, always been one of my personal favorites, so mm. it was so dope to hear him again. Um, too short, I liked his verse. Uh, I like Stoops' verse. I like what yeah. E40 did. Uh, yeah. Video, like you said, and um, you know, that's a lot of star power, so it has yeah. the potential to be, you know, something huge. So I just, right. uh, like, I'm looking forward to uh, the album to see what how it sounds and uh, what we get from them and uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, man, I spent so much time um, listening to uh, IDK and Young Thug on yesterday. I didn't get a chance to listen to the Big Sean and, and Hit Boy record, What a Life. But that's uh, a new one out. Have you had a chance to listen to it yet? Yeah, I checked it out. Uh, I listened to uh, actually listened to it twice. I think I listened to it yesterday, and then I listened to it again this morning. Um, yeah, like you said, hit boy on the track. Uh, and what I noticed at the end of the song, Sean said he freestyled that whole song. And mm. I wasn't surprised if he did. I mean, he's kind of been in that bag recently anyway. So, you know, uh, I think that's pretty impressive if he actually did freestyle that whole song. Uh, the beat's dope. I mean, it's hit boy on the track. So, mm. and Sean put this thing on the verses. Uh, you know, and he did what Sean does. He gives you multiple flows, gives you witty metaphors and uh and punchlines. So I thought it was dope. Yeah, yeah, I look forward to checking it out, man. Uh bro, we got money back, yo, man. He's dropping a reloaded uh version of the album, uh, Against His Pain. Um, what were your thoughts when you saw that? Uh 
Uh, well, uh, I went to check it out, and from what I saw, it's only a couple songs added, like maybe five songs. Uh, but I listened to all of them, and once again, I enjoyed every song. So, you know, yeah. Moneybag just, you know, continuing to uh, put out consistent good music. Uh, mm. I really enjoyed the This Feeling uh, featuring Janiyah. Um I'm not very familiar with Janiyah, but I thought her, vo- her voice on that track was very, uh, I thought her voice was incredible. I thought her, uh, the hook that she did was very dope. And just, you know, added to the song, made it great. Uh, another one with DJ Khaled was cool as well. Um, mm. And Switches and Drakes with Lil Durk and uh, ESTG. Uh, I think I remember him from that Route 66 track with Jack, with Jack Harlow. Mm-hmm. So, uh, right. yeah, he, uh, you know, added a couple songs to uh, give us a little bit of a longer project and, uh, and all of the songs were good. He actually put out a couple videos to uh, the one of them nice video with uh, Janae uh, IH who just dropped within the past week, as well as the Swishers and Drake video. Mm-hmm. And uh, there may have been one more even. So, yeah, okay. just dope to see, you know, uh, him still, you know, thinking about the album, giving us a deluxe, you know, with some more songs. And, uh, yeah, shout out to yeah. Moneybag. Yeah, man. I, I look forward to checking it out, man. Uh, Wale, man. So we're going to uh, add that one to our album reviews on, on next week. Uh, but I'm sure you probably already heard it, so you won't have to get into it. But uh, but yeah, I look forward to that one, man. Uh, I know you like Wale a lot. Yeah, I, I've listened to it twice already. Um, definitely think it's a very solid project. I enjoyed it. Uh, I really don't feel like there's a bad song on the project. Uh, and that's just my personal opinion. You know, we'll retouch that uh, in a later part. But, uh, yeah, excited to see uh, him back out doing his thing again for Lauren, too. So, yeah, shout out to Wale. Okay. Now, if I'm not mistaken, too, is uh, does IDK, he's supposed to be dropping, what, either a new one or is it going to be a uh, deluxe version? I'm not sure if it's a deluxe or if it's a completely new project. Uh, the date for release is 10 So uh, we will find out within the next week. Uh, mm-hmm. And hopefully, you know, by the next five, we'll be able to at least uh, talk about it briefly. But uh, okay. Yeah, so I'm not sure if this is a deluxe for you see for yourself or if this is a completely different album. But uh, he is definitely dropping something in the next week, so we'll be able to talk about him again coming up real soon. Yeah, man, I, I look forward to it, man. Uh, he's definitely got a new fan, man. Someone I, I definitely look forward to checking out his music, man. Uh, our news this week, man, it's pretty brief, but uh, I want to give a happy birthday to M, uh, Eminem. Uh, man, you know, I look forward to like the next project. He's someone that I'll, I've always looked up to and uh, just lyrically, it's just uh, special, man. I mean, he's one of our greats. So I want to say happy birthday to him. And uh, Snoop. Wow, man. Snoop turns 50, man. What are your thoughts about that? I, I saw a bunch of pictures from like the little, uh, you know, pimped out party he had and everything, man. Almost like a 70s type party. Yeah, hey, we we've been calling Snoop uh, Uncle Snoop and the Dog Father for years, man. He he's getting up to that point, you know, where he's the Dog Father for real. So, yeah, yeah. you know, it's, I think it's just great to see him still active, still making music, still you know, doing a uh, television and things of that nature. So for me, it's kind of like what we were talking about with the Wu Tang earlier, just to see you know these legacy acts still. And even with Kane and KRS, just to see these legacy acts still, you know, building, still, you know, keeping themselves relevant to me is always dope. But, uh, yeah, Snoop turned 50, so shout out to Uncle Snoop and, uh, you know, hopefully many more to come. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's good to and see, him. man. Shout out to him as well. Happy birthday to him as well. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's good to see, man. It's good to see... Um, you know, hell, you got Tom Brady still going, 44 years old, LeBron's in his 19th season. So it's like inspiration for like the younger generation to see 
all these people like still going like at this age that a long time ago you never saw this. So it's definitely uh, inspiration and something to like look forward to. I think LL, I seen pictures with him and um, Q-Tip in the studio. So he's working on like a new project. So it's dope, man. It's dope just to see people still active, man. Definitely. Yeah, man. I'm like, there was this, I think we mentioned this on the previous part as well. For a long time, there was this whole, you know, belief, oh, once you hit 30-something, you can't be a rapper no more. Or you, um, you rap is, even Andre 3000 said, rap is a young man's game, you know. And mm. This man came out and dropped one of the hottest verses of the year. So, you know, it's just, like, like I said, it's just great to see these legacy acts, these guys that, you know, inspire, you know, our generation and even the generation before some of them, you know, just continuing to be active and continuing to do their thing. So, yeah, yeah, it's dope, man. I mean, because you, you know, the Rolling Stones are still touring, the Eagles are still getting busy. So, it's like, why are we like the only genre that's trying to, you know, tell someone when they're past a certain age, like to hang it up? I mean, I think to me, like some of the better MCs are still guys that's like up there in their in that age bracket but at the same token it's good to see them like still show love to the young guys and not try to like poo-poo on what they're doing or whatever and still like let them eat and shine and do what they do but i mean it's room for like everybody man thanks yeah thanks. Uh, artist spotlight man rap city uh she's uh she gets busy man i, I like her uh like her work. Um, she's had some fire verses. Uh, two that stands out to me. She was on the Busta Rhymes album. Um, yeah. Had, yeah. Yeah. That, that song is, is good too. She had a, a nice feature on uh, Black Thought. Yeah, like an EP. Um, you know, I've seen her do a couple like freestyles and stuff. I mean, she she's one, she's one of our greats, man. I mean, people always talk about Cardi or Megan or Nikki, and but you know, she deserves her her respect, man. I mean, obviously, she doesn't make, I guess, the radio type music or whatever, man. But no, nah, man, she's like one of our greats, uh, kind of like um. Kind of like a hybrid, you know, like uh, you got Lauren that does what she does. And I say Rhapsody is like she's right next next to that, man. Like she's uh, special, man. So I want to see more and more projects from her. And I want to see her get get her shine. What are your thoughts about her? Yeah. Uh, one of the biggest testaments I've heard to Rhapsody's skill was uh, Big Crit said that Rhapsody will smile at you before going into the studio and killing you on a verse and then come back outside and smile after she's done. And yeah. coming from somebody of Chris' caliber of MC, that just shows you the level of respect that he has for her pen. And like you said, I mean, she's done tracks with Black Thought. To even jump on a track with Black Thought, like, you got to be out of there lyrically. So, right, right. She's definitely, like you said, one of, you know, the, our greats, one of the GOATs, one of the uh, less celebrated you know, I think when it comes especially to uh to women in hip hop, you know, we talk about Meg, Cardi, City Girls, you know, there's a lot of that stuff out there, but I don't feel like she gets nearly the uh the promotion or the publicity that she really deserves. And mm. like she could she's really like she's done songs with Kendrick, you know. She'll she could really there's a lot of dudes out here that's not touching her. Like, you mm. know, so but to get into it, she started her career in uh at North Carolina University, uh, North Carolina State University, correction, where she joined the group called uh, H2O, and it was a spinoff from the group Cooley High. These are all affiliates of Ninth Wonder, if you're familiar with him. And she actually met Ninth Wonder in 2004. He was impressed with some of her verses and decided to sign her. So moving along. He put out the album The Dream Merchant in uh, 2007, I believe. Yeah, 2007. She freestyled over some uh, beats that he reached out from old samples. And this mm -hmm. is when she started to gain a little notoriety in the business. Uh, she went on tour with Mac Miller, and she cited uh, Mac Miller as one of her uh, big, uh, as one of the persons who really gave her an opportunity to uh, kind of expand her name and her brand. Uh, mm -hmm. Mac took on a tour with him, let's see, I think this was, 
in 2016, if I'm not mistaken. No, I'm sorry, 2011 was when uh, Mac took her on tour. It was the incredibly dope tour. She was on 15 dates with Mac. And then uh, later in 2011, she toured with Fonte and Ninth Wonder as part of the Fonte and Ninth Wonder tour. But uh, back to the point, she uh, launched her solo career in 2008 after signing with Ninth. And um, she dropped her first project, or the one that at least got uh, acclaimed, which was uh, Return of the B-Girl. That was uh, December 2010. After that, she dropped a couple more projects. Uh, uh, there was a... She got game. Thank you. She got game. Thank mm -hmm. you. I was a blank there. And uh, thank her now, which uh, was one of the first projects that I was introduced to from her. Uh, I really enjoyed that project a lot. Um, she cites some of her uh, influences as a... Uh, MC Light, Jay-Z, Most Def, Lauren Hill. And uh, she's done work with some of everyone from Marsha Ambrosius to Estelle, Raekwon, Jean Grey, who's a mm. personal favorite of mine, uh, Merce, and Big Crit. And um, she uh, received a lot of acclaim for the album that she dropped, uh, Layla's Wisdom. And uh, I think that was 2017, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, it was in the uh, album of the year discussion, received uh, two Grammy nominations. Uh, and then she just reached uh, her third solo album, Eve, which was released in uh, August 23rd of 2019. Uh, she did a whole album where the whole album was uh, named, where well, the song titles were named after uh, prominent Black figures and prominent female figures in the black history, which I thought was super dope. Uh, the concept of it, I thought was incredible. And just like I said, one of those people who is creative, who uh, is intelligent, who strives to, you know, press the envelope and, and be different. And I just love to see, you know, what she's doing. Uh, lastly, before I leave uh, the topic, I will say, uh, one of the things that I was impressed with, I heard uh, in Vibe Magazine, she said, uh, for her, it's culture over everything. That's one of her philosophies as far as hip-hop goes. And she basically describes it as a saying, and I quote, to me, it's about culture, more so than money or anything. I make music for the people of the culture we're in. That comes first. If you touch the people first, the rest just falls into place. That's what it means to me just preserving and respecting the culture. And for mm. anyone who, like you, like that quote just said, preserves and respects the culture, then we just have to, you know, respect them and, and give them their flowers, you know, and she's definitely well-deserving. Uh, and as I said, we've only gotten three albums from her, so her really, mm. her career is, you know, is really just starting in a sense, you mm. know. So I look forward to seeing what she does in the future. Uh, mm. But definitely, man, male or female, one of the best lyricists in the game right now, mm -hmm. and she deserves her credit. So shout out to uh to Rhapsody. Yeah, man. Yeah, I hope she's in the lab, man, and uh, uh, maybe we can get a project from her in 2022. But uh, I'm sure we will. Yeah, yeah. Well, Mike, I, I enjoyed it, man. We we had a good week, man, and. Uh, Look forward to next week's projects, man. But shout out to IDK, man. That's uh, everybody check that one out. You see for yourself. Yes, sir. All right. Well, man, thank everybody for what's that? I love that ETV hat, man. I need one. Oh, is yeah, yeah, a, yeah. Is that a fitted or a snapback? It's a fitted. What? Yeah. yeah. I, got, I need one of them, bro. Yeah, man. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. Uh, hey, give everybody your um, social media, man. Okay, uh, so yeah, it's M1CCH3CK. Mike Check, the I is a one, the E is a three, underscore in the middle, that simple. All right, and you got Terrence Hill Music. Check me out on YouTube, Terrence Hill Music. Uh, also, you can uh, go to my Facebook, uh, it's Terrence Hill. Make, make sure you like the page. And my Instagram is Terrence Hill the Great. 
Uh, and I didn't even include myself on there, but uh, whenever you go to my YouTube, check out my new single, uh, The Cold Shoulder. Yes, All right. Sir. I want to th- thank everybody for tuning in to this week's episode of Terrence and Mike, the Sleeping Giants. We'll see you on next week. Yeah, y'all caught some of that double ETV merch too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. I want to thank everybody for tuning in to this week's episode of Terrence and Mike, the Sleeping Giants podcast. Be sure to visit Double ETV, our website, doubleetv.com. Also, you can go to Double ETV Media on YouTube and subscribe to the page. We have a lot of exciting content and more great projects in development. We'll see you next week. Thank you very much. <music>